when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Hello and welcome to Athletico Mints with me, Bob Mortimer. It's so lovely to have you on board today and we hope you're enjoying good health and happiness in your lives. Before we commence the show, I would like you to imagine you're laid on a blanket in a sun-dappled clearing with only the sound of birdsong for company. You stretch out your legs and arms and let out a contented sigh. All is well in the world. You shut your eyes and allow the gentle breeze to flow across your face. All is peace and serenity. And then inside the breeze, you smell dog dirt. Light at first, but then heavy and fresh in your nostrils. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome my co-host, Mr. Andrew Doss. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was no, delightful. I wondered where that was going. Oh, oh sorry. Oh, Andrew Dawson, aren't you glad he's not your son? Oh, Mr. Dawson, he comes from Sunland. Oh, Mr. Dawson, his chicken dippers are frozen. That's Mr. Dawson, he comes from Sunland. All right, Andrew morning Bob did you enjoy that not really did you enjoy me it was it was quite weak I thought really <laughs> well well I know it was rude it's personally rude it was it covered one of your favorite topics which is dog dirt right um right I don't know I stand by it you know um I, I've done a what? quiz for you Andrew have you good because I, I did one for you but it fell apart at the same literally fell apart yeah, everything in it was eight quid <laughs> well, unlike yours, of course, mine is totally fair. Yeah, right. Okay. Totally. Uh, that, that's all right. The listeners are the arbiters of these things. They've pointed out on more than one occasion when you've ripped me off with this quiz. Andrew, the, Andrew, the thought that I should know the price of a rat viewing podium. <laughs> are you kidding? Anyway, you're joking, it's, it's, yeah? it's meant to be instinctive. You're meant to have a feel for these things. Boing, pap, yep. chicken. Ding whoosh, burgers, peanuts, <laughs> chops, give me just a little more time. So I've been to your favourite shop, Andrew, to give you give you even more of advantage. Asda. Right. Asda. Right. Asda, yeah. You haven't literally been, have you? You've been on the website. And I've only got three items. Oh, good. Which, as you know, is fair, so I'd like you to thank me for that. Thank you, Robert. And it is... You've got to price them in their order. Yeah. Large whole chicken. Yeah. Four quarter pound beef burgers. Yeah. Four pork chops. 
Most expensive is the chops, then the chicken. No, chicken, then the chops, then the burgers. What's your final answer, Andrew? Chicken, yeah. most expensive. Yep. You said large, didn't you? Large whole chicken. Oh, shit. Um, I'm going to go chops, then chicken, then burgers. And Hey! hey! You I, are Asda. It comes to Asda, I cannot be beaten. <laughs> Thank you very much. What was that quiz called again? That quiz was called Boing Pop Chicken Ding Whoosh Burgers Peanuts. <laughs> Give me just, just a, a little, little more time. time. Have you ever seen four, four pork chops? Yeah, it's not cheap. No, it, well, it's four quid. Yeah. A large whole chicken, £3.28. Yeah. And four quarter pound beef burgers, £1.97. I was very impressed with the price of a large I chicken. I would be very impressed with the quality of the burgers, though. Well, you never know. Some of those cheap ones are sweet, you know. You, you talking earlier, we were talking about what went for dinner last night, and you said you'd had a roast beef. Yeah. You know when you're carving the beef, do you have to like put your foot down on the handle to, get, to really get into it? I don't understand. Because you're weak. Oh, because I'm, like, puny. Yeah. No, I just get the wife to cut it. <laughs> or are you, I, cl- I, I clip away at it with nail clippers. <laughs> the, have you ever seen those videos um, online, Andy, of people putting pork chops in Coca-Cola? I've heard of it. This is your latest thing, isn't it, watching foodstuffs on YouTube? Yeah, I like to watch What food. happens? Does it explode? Or is no. it, that's Mentos, isn't it, when you put Mentos in a bath full of <laughs> When you pop. put Mentos into a pork chop. Yeah. No, you put pork chop into... Um, coca-cola right and a load of worms come out of it no way you should watch it oh so you're telling me that my pork chops from asda are loaded with worms pre-loaded with worms i don't know put some in some coke find out activated by coke at four quid you know they've not got worms in wouldn't they i'll ask i'll ask (laughs) if they've got worms in or not i see you wearing a lovely t-shirt there which says shift worker shift worker yeah are you on the shifts these days you work in shifts i'm not working shift but i used to and i've yeah when you were on the bins on the bins i've kept the uh what's your favorite shift day night or back um i like ten till six ten till six yeah yeah get a bit of a lie in and then go straight to the pub at six yeah do you know what I mean? It's a life, Yeah, isn't it? fair enough. No one likes night shift, do they? That's a life well lived. Weirdos. I have never shift. done... An, oh, I have done night, night filming. Night filming, <laughs> night filming. <laughs> what were you filming? Pork uh, chops with worms coming out of them. Randall and Hop Chop. Oh, yeah. And um, it's interesting because there's a tradition on night shoots when you're filming. Night shoots. He's on a night shoot, sexy guy. <laughs> and um, there's a tradition... Of having corned beef hash, is there? Is that I a think theatrical it, tradition, uh, or, they, or are they just cutting costs and told you it was a tradition? No, it's a tradition. Okay, and you have it about four o'clock in the morning, I think. Right, corned beef hash. That it's sounds <laughs> dreadful. Really? Yeah. Well, I don't know if you're if you're in that frame of mind. If you're on the night shift vibe, having corned beef hash at any time is all right, isn't it? Corned beef hash is beautiful, isn't it? Yeah, but I mean, four in the morning. Four in the morning, five in the morning. When the sun is just dawning, I'll take corned beef. <laughs> Honestly, did I tell you? I'm sure I have. Tell you my amusement when I was a f- when I was once funny, on and it was on Randall and Upkirk on the telly. Yeah, because Simon Pegg was uh, climbing up the uh, side of a building. Yeah, right. On like those window things that suck. The suckers. Yeah, yeah. and um, that in itself's funny. I suppose it is a bit, yeah. isn't it? And as the director Charlie Higson, it was. He had to, on action, he had to climb up, yeah? Yeah. And as soon as Charlie shouted action, I shouted, suckers off! (laughs) 
<laughs> what time was that? About three fifteen in the morning. Very late. I was thrown off the set. Yeah, <laughs> the part was recast. Yeah, m- missed me uh, corned beef. Speaking of telly, I've been watching your uh, your fishing show. It's oh back yeah, on again. I saw the first one. You like it? It's on at a weird time now. It's on at like eight o'clock. So in the evening is that is that a good time? I don't know. Is that because like your your target audience all need to be in bed by nine? Is that what that's about? I think it probably the feeble-minded people of the country. Are you being unkind about my show, Andrew? I'm being unkind about your audience. Are you trying to get a third series of that? Well, yeah, you always want to work, don't you? <laughs> well, it depends what it is. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, good luck with that then. What you didn't like it? No, I thought it was good. I just don't know whether it was stretch out with third series. That's all. <laughs> There was a picture of you as a child as well, I noticed, in the first episode. Yeah, wasn't that gorgeous? That was weird. Because, I, I mean, to, to me and to probably most of the listeners, you are like a man-child. Yeah. So to see you as an actual child, child. is a bit odd. Never mind. Barry Ormond's been in touch. you want to hear from him? Definitely do, yeah. Yup, 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 yupity yup, Andrew. Uh, as if you didn't know, it's Barry C. Homeowner. What's the C for? My admirers ask. Sailing ships in, I always reply, and their lives are enhanced. I've been asked by one of the normals who worship me to introduce this post- podcast and pass on to you a small segment of my nourishment. You want to touch the business sky? Then give Barry C. a try. Never look back, only forward, unless you're reversing your Audi into the service bay. Take your camper choo-choo skinny and ask for it extra hot. That way the chick behind the counter will know you can take the heater rooney Drink three litres of aqua water a day minimum. I keep a water bottle attached to my bum bag like a pistol. Only this one fires hydration, not devastation. And I won't let you down, I'll just take you up. <laughs> Up into the business sky You'll feel, oh yeah, like you're making love Making love to an aging Frenchman When you enter a room, make yourself the centre of attention Talk loudly, laugh loudly Adopt a wide leg stance and pull your slacks up high So there's a noticeable lump up front Moisturise every morning My thighs are pretty damn chunky So I apply a sliver to the crease either side of my balls If you're chatting to a lady in the office Place your foot on a desk and hold a banana next to your knee And that won't let you down (laughs) And let's take you up, up, up Up into the business sky And you feel Feel like you're making love Making love via a sewage outlet. Love your sewage outlet. At a sales conference, wear an open collared cotton shirt and button to the third rib. Pull some chest hair through a buttonhole and twizzle it when in conversation. Maybe cut a bit off and pop it in a lady's handbag with your business card. Carry some rice cakes and unsalted nuts in your man bag to hand out to the ladies. White socks suggest athleticism. A digital watch suggests an understanding of science. (laughs) When you shake a man's hand, stroke their palm with your finger so they know it's intentional. And this won't let you down. It'll take you up, up, up. Up to the business sky. Where you will feel like you're making love. Making love in a Donald 
duck onesie. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get out. Come on. That's Barry. Nice That's of him Barry. To get He's on form. It. He's on form. The best thing about being in the Beatles oh. was all the free digital watches. <laughs> That's what gave us our understanding of science. science. Oh, I've got some wife. Uh, I've got some wife's questions. Are you interested? Yeah. Okay. Um, are we entertaining your kids during the holidays, Andrew, or are you just sitting around drinking and smoking, watching just, cartoons? Just the usual. I'm there joining in. It's kind of that's my usual routine when they're at school, but they're joining in now with the fags, the beer, and, and the, the Looney Tunes. Looney Tunes. Do you enjoy the classic Sunderland summer salad of cold chicken dippers with a side salad of tomato ketchup and crisps? Well, who doesn't? What's not to love about it, of course. It's yeah. a beautiful dish, yeah. yeah. You've got texture, haven't you? Yeah, you've got to cook them first, then leave them to go cold. You can't eat them frozen. Yeah, where do you leave them to get cold? Under the bath? Just out in the yard. Oh, in the yard. <laughs> dippers in the yard. <laughs> do they have a chicken dipper festival in Sunderland? You know, like with chicken dipper ice cream, chicken dipper paella, chicken dipper IPA. What's paella like? Paella, uh-huh. that's Spanish rice dish, like. Never heard of it. No, we don't, but I might start one. You should start Yeah, one. do you want to come open it? No. You'll be the celebrity opener. No, I don't. No? No, the minimum, I won't... Um, well, I will I will do it. Mm-hmm. I will do it if you take me on in a dipper challenge. Right. Well, I don't know what that is, Most but I'll do it. Most dippers in 10 yeah. minutes. Right, OK. For the charities, yeah? Aye, for the charities. All right, like. OK. Where do you stand on those huge paella pans that you sometimes see? Uh, it's just stand in the middle. <laughs> Seriously though, come and open the Dipper Festival because I used to, we used to go to the Harrington Burn YMCA Summer Fair yeah, and we used to attract a, a, a rare type of celebrity to that. Noel Edmonds came one year really? in his helicopter, landed in the middle of the field, signed some autographs, fucked off again. Yeah. Ken Dodd, we had one year. Well, you had Ken Dodd no, for what was it called? Harrington Burn YMCA, just a YMCA Summer Fair. Why Ken are you Dodd supporting came? the YMCA so vigorously? Well, what's wrong with the YMCA? No, like, but have I, you heard but, stuff about them? No, I ain't heard anything about it. I, I just, just wanted to... Well, what, why, why not support them? Slightly odd choice. I'm just saying I went. It was the early 80s, is what we did. I'm just saying I went, like... <laughs> I sometimes think I'll never go again. I'm not saying anything up when I was there, when I went. I Ken Dodd, I stood in queue for Ken Dodd's autograph for about 20 minutes, and his hair was all flattened down at the sides. It wasn't all, yeah. you know, puffed up like he did. Oh, he that's looked, interesting. That was, that was off-stage Dodd. And he had a, a flat pint of scotch on the floor next to his table where he was doing the autographs. Bloody hell. I'd like to have met Dad. I've never met Daddy. No. I went to one of his shows once, left after about three and a half hours. Really? Oh, God. Did he tell the joke you went to hear? Yeah. Oh, well, maybe you might times. as well go, mate. Yeah. Go. Do you want to pat me dog, Bob? Yeah. Just on the table in front of you. Yeah. Just give it a little pat on it. All right. What are you doing? There's no dog there, you fucking idiot. <laughs> It's a man away. And in that moment, you've never been happier. Crime Files. The Lancashire village of Dunton was a peaceful enclave in the northwest of England, well known for its Dunton pottery and its famous resident Sean Dyche, manager of the Burnley football club team. One thing that could be guaranteed in Dunton was a life free from petty crime. That was until the night of the 12th of February 2019, when everything changed forever. Sean Dyche was sat in his study enjoying a glass of wine with local nonsense potter Neil Hunt. Sean was busy recording the latest motivational WAV 
to send to his squad. <laughs> I need me phone to play me tune. Oh man. Um, oh, sorry, Andy. This doesn't help you, does all right. it? I'm leaving it all in this week. Well, you can do. You know, I suppose it's easier, isn't it? Yeah. Come on, beatmaker. Oh, it just opened as I thought it wasn't opening. Here we go. The season is about to start and our first opponent is Southampton. They are South Coast fannies with a stripey kit. They've got a foreign manager, whereas I am a Brit. They prefer a prawn sarny to an on-field barney. Tackle them hard because they're scared of lard. And remember... <laughs> barbed wire. <laughs> Fish heads. Shit. Concrete. Mud and carbs, and that's the Burnley way. Smiling is for clowns, no laughter at our ground. Perform without joy, your reward a savaloy. Never entertain the crowd. If you start doing that, I'll find you a field that you can plough. Well, Andrew, at that point... <laughs> yeah. At that point... Stop, stop the it. Stop the wav. Stop the wav there. Uh, well, at that point, there's a loud bang and the sound of breaking glass at the front of the house. It sounded like an intruder. I'll put a breaking glass sound effect in there. Thank you. Okay. And a duh. And one of them is... Yeah. Okay. That's the fact. <laughs> yeah. Did you hear that, Sean? Probably a hanging basket falling or an open window smashing shut. Hanging baskets, are you having a laugh? I don't have flowers and shite in my garden, just tarmac, mud and vehicles. And I never leave a window open of an evening. It hinders me getting a pie sweat on. I'd better go and investigate. Well, be careful, Sean. There was an attempted... Breaking at my nonsense pottery last week. Good job I didn't catch them. I would have chopped off their dick and roasted it in my nonsense kiln. <laughs> have these people no concept of property ownership? The world is going to hell and back in a Todd cart. <laughs> Sean left the room to investigate the noise. Five minutes had passed when Neil heard footsteps coming along the hallway towards the study. The footsteps were loud. No, oh, sorry. <laughs> the footsteps were loud and heavy. It could not be Sean approaching, as he was wearing his Barney the Dinosaur slip dinosaur slippers when he left the room. A shadowy figure appeared at the study doorway and remained there silently staring towards Neil. Who are you? What do you fucking want? What have you done to Sean? Fucking say something, will you? But the stranger remained silent. Look, what do you want? What do you fucking want? <laughs> I'm just a nonsense potter. I haven't got any money. Listen, just fucking leave, leave. I won't call the police. And this whole satchel of long shits can just be forgotten. For Christ's sake, say something, you fucking horse. And then the stranger spoke. Take off your strides and undies and lie across the desk with your butt facing towards that CO2 alarm on the ceiling. He was South African and intent on assault. 
No way. No fucking way, Jose. Nobody, and I mean fucking nobody, actually gets to see my ass apart from me and my brother, who you should know owns a sword shop. <laughs> the stranger lifted his arm, revealing the unmistakable shape of a baseball bat. He raised it slowly above his head. All right, all fucking right. Jesus, how can this be happening to lovely me? I go to fucking church, for Christ's sake, and I collect Tesco club points, a percentage of which goes to some fucking charity or other. Neil removed his trousers and laid across Sean's writing desk. Right, take that. Oh, Indian. Right, take that BT router off the desk and feed it into your anus. Are you off your fucking rocker? Look at the size of it. You can barely fit it inside a fucking bucket. Start with the Ethernet cable. That should loosen things up and give you a bit of confidence. (laughs) Suddenly, Sean limped into the room, armed with a large ceramic vase gifted to him by Neil. He brought it down on the stranger's head and he fell to the floor like a sack of wet clay. Oh, thank you, Sean. Oh, thank fuck you are okay. The bloke is a fucking nightmare, a total toddlord. Sorry about your pot, Neil. That's okay, Sean. I can always throw another nonsense pot, but you can't throw your ass in a kiln. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I might do if it was Joey Barton's. And the two friends <laughs> stood in the study, laughing so hard, it was as if every insect in the world was currently telling a superb joke. Oh, wow. Crime files. So much came together in one thing there. That's a lot in one. Yeah. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Can I do a little song? Yeah, go on. Hey, man, what's your name? My name is John. Where are you from? I'm from next door. What's your full name? John from next door. Hey, man, what's your name? My name is John. Where are you from? I'm from next door. What's your full name? John from next door. Hey, man, what's your name? My name is John. Where are you from? I'm from next door. What's your full name? John from next door. Join in if you like. Hey, man. What's your name? My name is John. Where are you from? I'm from next door. What's your full name? John from next door. And that is a song 
that can help you if you've got problems remembering your next door neighbour's name. Um, just sing that just song. Just sing that through your head a few times. Yeah. And if he's called John. Yeah, I was going to say it only works with John, it, doesn't it? It might work with a Ron or a Tom. <laughs> I like that song, Andrew. Thank you. Been watching out on the box? You know what? Very little. Uh, I'm trying to work my way through Gomorrah. Right. The Italian uh, mafia yeah. drama that's on Sky Catch Up. Yeah, it's not bad. There's five series of that to wade through because everyone says that's really good. You reckon it's not bad? It's pretty good. It's okay. Yeah, yeah it's pretty it's good. Okay. You know, like a seven or something? Just a seven. It's just a well, seven. I'll give it an eight and a half or maybe nine. <laughs> oh, I'm not going to give it a nine. <laughs> well, it'll something. But do you fancy. What have you been watching on the telly? Well, I've been watching. Yourself. No, I have. I did watch myself. Do, do you, is that weird watching yourself? I don't your normally do it, but um, the fishing show. I'm just the saying. The scenery so nice. It, the scenery so yeah, lovely. Just for the scenery. It's quite a gentle, gentle, pleasant show to watch. Yeah. Um, but what have I been watching? I watched some dating thing with vague celebrities on it called something like dating. Is that go dating? Something like I've heard that. Of that. Yeah. That won't very good. No. To be honest with you. I wish I hadn't watched Police Custody 24 hours last time because it was a good series. They're repeating it now. Yeah, I saw it on the, on the planner. I thought, oh, it's Ooh, back, but it wasn't it back. Wasn't it was back. an old one. Because they put it on at a time which wasn't didn't feel like a repeat time. It was nine o'clock. Yeah. Yeah, like Thursday night. So our cops in the north finished. Yeah. Final episode. For some reason, all the cops were dressed like they were ushers at a wedding. They were yeah. all wearing waistcoats. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't understand. I might have been. They might have filmed it during the World Cup during when Gareth Southgate Cup, yeah. was wearing it, but I don't know. I've got Wiggers. Peter Beardsley, Andrew. Okay. But I would like you to choose, or I've got um, a Steve McLaren. Well, I would. I'd like to have the Steve McLaren. Okay. So interesting, Andrew. It was the. Um, Last week was the day of the Big Lass's visitation oh, under the, the court order. Big Lass. To see, um, for her to see Casper the Snake for mm-hmm. the day, you know? Um, she hadn't turned up the last two visits, but Steve got Casper ready just in case, you know? He put yeah. a nice bow tie around Casper's neck and buffed up his scales with some Pearson's snakeskin <laughs> reviver and polish, you know? Lovely. Look, lovely. Oh, Casper, you look wonderful. Like a golden trophy in the cabinet of the Peacock King. You're the most precious, yummy cable of pure candy floss delight in the whole wild world. And Casper smiled and licked his lips. Casper, shall we have a fun and laughter bar while we wait to see if she comes? There's a chocolate cuddle in every giggling suit. Hey, I'm a bit nervous, are you, Casper? And Casper nods his head and swallowed six fun and laughter bars in quick succession. Hey, go easy, Casper. We want some leftover for when we watch the Spongebob movie later. (laughs) Well, just as Steve is dipping his fun and laughter bar into his cup of hot Rabina, there's a knock on the door. It's the big lass and a new fella, Steve Evans, the the Gillingham manager. Evans. Right, McLaren, where's the fucking sneak? We're taking it to McDonald's for a family meal. <laughs> but, but oh, oh, Casper doesn't like McDonald's. He likes Wagamaga. <laughs> I don't care. Me and the lass are busting for a double quarter pound of cheeseburger with bacon. I can large fries and a strawberry milkshake. Don't forget that, love. <laughs> Look, 
I'm not sure about this, Mr. Evans. Casper is very particular about his food. And you do realise that he has a very sensitive stomach from when Brenda kicked him last year. <laughs> Look, it's not up for a debate, mate. We've both got the sweats on, so bag him up and hand him over. Well, at this point, Casper runs full pelt up the stairs and disappears out of sight. Go and fetch him, McLaren. If we don't eat in the next ten minutes, I'll have to cook the fucking sneak. <laughs> How could you say such a thing? That would be like eating a bag of love. <laughs> Out of my way, you watery shadow. I'll fetch him. The big lass goes upstairs. Yeah. Ah, she's a wonderful woman you lost there, McLaren. I've never known anyone who can demolish a whole turkey like that lass, then still have room for a suet pudding. Yes, she's a force of nature, isn't she? I do hope you'll be happy together. Do you go out much? Uh, not really. We both love trance music, especially the <laughs> Swedish stuff. We tend to just sit at home with our headphones on listening to Antelope or Laguna while eating a Deliveroo. What sort of music do you like, McLaren? Casper and I tend to listen to Bangor, but to be honest, we prefer the TV, especially Poirot and Tipping Point. Well, at that moment, there's a scream from upstairs and Brenda comes running down covered in chocolate-coloured spew. It's obvious that Casper has blasted her with his sick fountain. Come on, Steve, we're going. Fuck that poxy snake. Let's get to Mackey's. I wish I'd never come here. <laughs> and they leave the house. Steve looks up the stairs and Casper pokes his head around the corner with a big grin on his face. So that's why you ate so many fun and laughter bars. Casper, that is so naughty. But Steve has a big smile on his face and soon they are both laughing so hard it's like all the individual molecules on the stair carpet have turned into jokes. <laughs> Did you think that story was a bit like the Netflix series Stair Staircase? Because that sent us that around the staircase. stairs and an act of violence. Yeah. Or, well, we don't know if it's an act of violence. It might be an accident. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, so, yeah, I'll see a half like the staircase. Oh, come on, yeah. it's really like it, Andy. It's not really like it. It's just got a staircase it's in it. It's got a staircase and well, violence. It, it, and it, it, it didn't even happen on the staircase. It happened upstairs away from the staircase. Oh, so you've got a new theory, have you? No, a new story. She'd gone upstairs because the snake had gone up. Uh, I suppose you're right. I think he was in his bedroom when he spewed on her, so I'm going to say no, nothing like nothing it, really. Like it. I should have no, kept my mouth shut, should Nothing I? at all. <laughs> do you want to hear Mark Lawrence and do a, a top ten rundown for us? Yeah, go on. All right. Hello, this is Mark Lawrence here with my top 10 most beautiful things to look at. Number 10, city skylines. My favourite is Preston. Number 9, the ocean. Obvs. Number 8, <laughs> solar eclipse. But do it safely or you might go bong-eyed. 7, stars. The ones in the sky. Number 6, stars. The ones on the silver screen. Number 5, sunsets. <laughs> they make me drowsy. Number four, mountains. The pointier the better as far as I'm concerned. I like to imagine God reaching down with a giant mountain sharpener sometimes. Number three, a little dog. Any kind, not fussed. Number two, Barbara's eyes. Again, obvs. And number one of my top ten beautiful things to look at. The powerful thighs of a world-class defender at the peak of his career, E.J. Paolo Maldini. That's been my top ten. Thank you.
Wow, very nice. good. I yeah. think. Mm, um, he's turned into Alan Bennett, I think. <laughs> yes, a bit. I mean, <laughs> is he still doing the commentaries? There's uh, the BBC have re- released their retained list yeah, the yeah. other day of all of their analysts and pundits and commentators, yeah. and he's just, he's still on there. Right, but we don't hear much of him. I think no, he does don't. like sort of FA Cup second round and stuff like that, where he gets to stand on the pitch in November freezing his tits off. I think it's probably a um, shame. Garth Crooks is still on the list, which is good. Blimey, he's that's his thirty ninth year now as a pundit. All right, Bob. I'm just sat in the spare room as we wait for the man from British Gas to come down late and uh, fix the gas supply. We had to turn it off last night because the wife uh, smelled gas in the house, you know. Big problem now is that uh, his wife's got a ma- massive strop on because she didn't get her supper eggs, her midnight porches or her morning soft boilers. And, you know, I haven't seen her this angry for a good, good while, like, you know. I did go and knock on the Albanian fella's door last night to see if I could use his microwave to knock up some eggs, but he, you know, he just stared at me as if I was an advert for a while and then told me to fuck off. So when I went into the wife's bedroom this morning, it was like walking in, you know, to that last out of the exorcist. And more scary, to be honest, if you ask me, like, you know. Morning, though, I've just had a, a text from British Gas saying they will be here any time between 8 and 12 a.m. Good morning. Good morning. How the fuck can it be a good morning when I haven't so much as had a fucking sniff of hot egg since tea time fucking yesterday? Well, you know, it'll be fixed soon, love, and I've got three dozen downstairs all ready to cook. Do you actually fucking realise how reliant I am on my egg intake? How do you think up a put up living with the dozy clown like you? Eggs, I use eggs to reduce the pain and the fucking shame. Oh, I don't be like that, love, eh? Just uh, with jaw symptoms, you know, making you right. Oh, fuck off, you miserable prick. Why don't you go and stare at the length of fucking tongue and groove? That's all you're fucking good for. And at that point, the gas man arrived and the wife says, Let me fucking deal with this. So, the wife bounced downstairs right, and answered the door. Uh, well, a youngish fellow, nicely tanned up and looking really smart, like in his nice gas uniform. Hello, love. British Gas, uh, come to turn you on. Oh, hello there. <laughs> you can turn me on any time you like. It's been a while, you know. Come through and I'll show you where the media is. Could I... Uh, could I get Could I get you a nice cuppa and a biscuit selection? No, I'm all right, thanks. What about something a bit stronger? Maybe a sexy cocktail? I make one called Knickers on Fire. It's based on an egg fucking knock. <laughs> no, I'm OK. Well, don't hesitate to ask if there's anything I can fucking fetch you. So the man tests the area around the boiler, like, you know, and the, all the pipes, and he says he's not getting a, no reading for gas, but he agrees that there is a smell of gas near the boiler, like, you know. 
my wife says. Here, let me have a fucking sniff in there. I've got a very sensitive fucking beak. I can sniff out a bad egg within minutes of it going on the fucking turn. <laughs> uh, would you like me to help, love? Uh, I don't want your legs swelling like and uh, juicing up, you know. No, fuck off and sit on the stairs. I don't want you creeping about when I've got company. Uh, OK, love, I will do. Right, let me squeeze past you, and there, and I'll have a good fucking route about. No, then I hear a shout. What the fuck is your puffer puffer jacket doing in my boiler room? Well, at this point, you know, I, I, I realise I might be in deep shit. Oh, it fucking stinks! What's this in the fucking pocket? Well, I know straight away what it is. It's a selection of me pocket snacks <laughs> I'd forgotten to take out in me puffer puffer. More precisely, a crab stick cluster, a chicken wrap and a corn beef slice. I should have fucking known it would be something to do with you, you fucking dial. You creepy, nasty little fucking spook. No, I'm sorry, love. I, I forgot about them pocket snacks I uh, left over from when I went to have a stare at the bus depot. Like I give a handful of fuck about your shenanigans. Now apologise to this lovely man of the gas for wasting his time. Yeah, sorry about that, you know, mate. No worries, just glad it's all sorted. <sighs> You're so kind and pleasant. Let me show you to your front door. I should tell your superiors what a gentleman you're fucking me. <laughs> no, he leaves like... Why can't you be a decent, good-looking man like him? Now get in that fucking kitchen and knock me up and have an egg omelette with a couple of porches on top. I don't want to see your fucking wonky face again unless it's delivering me my fucking eggs. Yeah, yeah, will do. Sorry, love. So I'm, I'm back in the spare room waiting for Escape the Country when so I can take the wife. A tea time pan of scrambled. Oh dear, if only I'd eaten them pocket mates, you know. Anyway, I got a couple of jokes from me, old jokes book, you know, so give, I know you enjoy them, so. I went to a pet shop, you know, and I bought 12 bees. The shopkeeper gave me 13. I said, you, you gave me one too many. He said, that, one, that last one is a freebie. <laughs> Uh, I accidentally uh, swallowed some string last night. I shit you not. <laughs> uh, did you know that uh, you don't have to have any training to be a bin man? They uh, just pick it up as they go. <laughs> See, Bob. One Peter Beatty. The only one Peter Beatty. Peter there in trouble oh, again. Oh, man. You know what I worry about his wife? Does she ever get egg-bound, do you think? Well, no, I mean... There's no mention of it, is there? Is it such, Is it a real thing, egg-bound? I don't know. Have you ever... I've, consu- I've heard of it. I've I never, know, I've, I've, never, of it. I've never had enough eggs it's kind of sort of to thing. be afflicted by it, but, you know, people talk about it, don't they? People do. People say they careful. fake moon landings as well, but I don't know if that happened or not. <laughs> you reckon that's a, a conspiracy, do you? That's bollocks. Of course the moon landings happened. Well, like Andrew Dawson says, of course they yeah. happened. I will, I will um, blast away any conspiracies you want to fire at me. Oh, you're, you've really gone into it in depth. 
The moon landers, yeah. yeah. Seen it on the telly. What about that photo of the um, of the vehicle? I don't know anything about them. Like, of whatever it is, Apollo something. I don't know what you're talking about. The photo that's taken behind it yeah. with the moon, then the Apollo 11. Well, it's a camera on, fo- a, on a tripod or something, isn't it? It'll come out, it'll come out of the, um, the rocket. What, like about 900 feet? Probably, yeah. Yeah, I've convinced them. Or like on a, I'm I'm been on, on, a, on a reverse zoom. I think it happened. Of course it happened. Of course it happened. Anyway. Well, new new season's starting, Andrew, so we'll be getting stuck into that soon. Yeah. Do you have any predictions for... Well, I'll wait for me four, because I nailed it last year. It did, very much so, yeah. And, um, Spooky. I'll wait till transfer window, because I think there could right. be a few comings and goings in these next yeah. couple of days. I'm going to wait till the start of May before I make my predictions, yes. No, <laughs> I'm waiting till next week. I'll tell you one thing I know for sure. What? Is that... Um, no club will ever leave the championship that's got Pontus Janssen or Richard Keogh playing at the back. <laughs> they're both fine players, actually, but they've got that, uh, what do you call it, that one-man army approach that that, yeah. that warps the, psych- the psychology of the team. Yeah. So um, it's good news for Leeds, I suspect. Yeah. Bad news for Brentford. Probably. Bad news for Derby, if they yeah. continue to use him. I mean, I was going to go for Hull, and I, I still might go for Hull. But the change the manager rather stupidly. Mm. Got some good young players there. Okay. Okay, well, um, thanks, That's Andrew. football anyway. Okay. All See right. you around, later. Ta-da. Thanks, everyone. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.